Don Bowen is a retired U.S. Army Green Beret, martial arts instructor, and Clarksville business owner. Don joins Katie and Charlie to chat about starring on the History Channel show The Selection and working with actors in Hollywood movies. He also shares how he stays motivated and how he uses what he learned in the military to raise strong, motivated children. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. So thank you for coming and joining us today. Um, thank you for having me. We kind of uh, have this fun little quirky thing that we start our podcast with because Charlie and I have been friends for quite a while. And um, Charlie has had that mustache since he was 13 years old. For real. <laughs> Did nice. you kind of bite my finger? <laughs> no. Continue. Um, since he was like 13 years old, like the first, you know, when little boys start getting hair, he's never yeah. shaved it. All right. All so right. we like to honor that mustache. Right on. <laughs> so awesome. in honor of the mustache, Charlie, mustache you a question? You know, and it's really important, and, and we'll get into your military career a little sure. bit, but it's a question that I like to ask mm -hmm. all of my Green Beret buddies. All right. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Boxers or briefs? Oh, that's kind of personal, but okay. Boxers. <laughs> what? Why do you got to ask all your Green Beret friends that? that? was a joke. I just made that up. <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> like, I I've like... never asked anybody that before. Okay. Okay. This is an icebreaker. Okay. Right on. It made me think there for a second. But, I know. Uh, but you yeah. got to try to catch. He's, he's a very tactical, strategic oh, yeah. guy, and I wanted to get his get his mind right. So we had to think. You're trying to loosen him up a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to till you busted my mind <laughs> up a little bit. Well, so, he threw me. He threw me, Don. When he said he asked all his Green Bray friends, I'm like, well, that's just kind of weird. <laughs> Sorry. It was not real. It was okay. A, Thank so goodness. You see what happens? This is what happens. When we get together. <laughs> so, so now everything's fair game. But he said briefs, by the way. I know, I heard. I said boxers. Oh, he said boxers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he said boxers. Okay. Here we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, there, there's a million questions I want to ask you. But first, let's, let's talk about your family. And I, I've met Nico. But yes. tell, tell, me about, tell me about your family and why you're here in Clarksville. Okay, so um, my wife and I, Michelle, we have been married for ooh, 27 years, I believe. Oh, congratulations. Kind of lost count after 20. Yeah. Um, we have, yeah. We have yeah four be careful with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> then again, you know, you can yeah. probably catch her in the same way. Yeah, that's um, right. We have four children and four grandchildren. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Our, 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 we have the two girls, two boys. Uh, the girls are the bookends. The, the oldest is 25 and the youngest is 10. She'll be 11 next month. Um, and then we have our two boys, 22 and 21 years old. So Miranda is our oldest, AKA Mimi. Um, she's 25, her birthday is next month. Uh, actually May is the, the month that I go broke because three of our children's birthdays are in May. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say, cause they're all gonna be in college. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Mimi's birthday is in May, Nico's birthday is in May, and Mariana's birthday is in May. So, um, so Mimi is 25, Nico is 22, Rico is 21, and Mariana is 10. She'll be 11 next month. Um, Miranda, she's here. She uh, she lives with us. She she works at Title Boxing Club. She's the yeah. uh, the manager there. Um, great young lady. Uh, plays judo. She's a black belt. All, wow. well, let me back up. All three of our oldest kids are judo black belts, and then our youngest is uh, coming up in the ranks. Uh, she's a green belt in judo. Uh, and they all played, they all trained jujitsu. Um, as a matter of fact, 
because of my military background and just uh, my mindset and everything, uh, we train a lot of uh, martial arts, judo, mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, yeah. kickboxing. I teach them how to shoot. I teach them how to, you know, because of my Filipino stick fighting background, I, I mean, just whatever I can. And whatever I learn, uh, if, if I feel that it's practical and can probably save their life, I make sure that I, I wow. try to teach them. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, I like to try to teach whoever needs to learn, you know. So, um, but anyways, yeah, four children, four grandchildren. All my grandchildren are girls. So, oh, that's awesome. So hopefully somebody will win, uh, will win the lottery and uh, we'll have a boy. So. Well, you still got you still got plenty of other kids to. Yes. Surely yeah. you have a boy in there yeah. somewhere. Yes. Yes. Well, I've I've met Nico, so and and I don't want to oh. neglect your other kids. I just don't know a question to ask about them. Yeah. But tell me about Nico and what he's doing now, and so, how he got into his line of work. Great. So right <clears> now, <throat> Nico is at um, AIT. It's training for. Uh, he's in the military now, so he's in the army, and he's training to be a Black Hawk repairer. So he's um, following in dad's footsteps in the army. Yeah, pretty interesting because mm -hmm. my younger son joined the military first. He joined the Air Force. You know, so he's in Italy. He lives in Italy, and uh, and he's got his two children out there, his wife and children. Um, and then my uh, Nico, Nico's here. Um, they're both wrestlers. They they both have been playing judo for forever. Um, but yeah, Nico, Nico's just an amazing young man. Yeah. Married. Uh, he's got one child, and uh, uh, trained him for a very long time. So. And he's been he's been in the army not long. He's been in the army not even a year yet. Yeah. So Rico has been in the army for, I mean, in the Air Force for about, uh, just came up on two years. And so he's in Italy. He's in Italy. And Nico will be where? Nico's actually coming back here. He's coming oh, that's to wonderful. Fort Campbell. He's coming back You're here to Fort Campbell. You're probably looking forward to be around those grandbaby, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's coming here to Fort Campbell, and uh, he's he already got orders to go to the Night Stalkers. So, yeah. you know, granted that he uh, passes a green platoon, then he'll mm -hmm. be a, a real Night Stalker. So he'll be a helicopter repair right. in the Night Stalkers. With the Night Stalkers. Which is 160th oh, Special Operations Aviation. Which means he could stay here as long as he wanted to, right? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. 160th. Okay, so like, um, just kind of give you a brief history. The, the SEALs and the, and the Green Berets, we always, you know, back and forth, you know, who's the best and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and whatever we do. And you're Green Beret. I'm just a Green Beret. A, yes. And I have a lot of SEAL buddies. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny where we get together, we're just, you know, breaking each other's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> body parts. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but everyone cannot deny that the 160th is the best in the world, you know, uh, aviation, just phenomenal. Yeah. These guys, they fly us in, they fly in the SEALs, they fly in Delta, they fly in uh, the Rangers. And these guys are just phenomenal at what they do. Mm -hmm. they, they fly us in, they they, they fly us back, uh, and they provide air support. So yeah, for people who don't know that that the one that's one sixtieth role is to take these special ops guys into dangerous territory and then get them back home safely. They so saved our lives plenty of times. Yeah. I got some really good buddies who are uh, who are night stalkers, and one of my buddies uh, after I survived uh, one of my ambushes back in uh, 07, um, one was, of was, your ambushes. One, yeah. <laughs> one. Like, that's a regular occurrence. Like, one of my ambushes. Uh, but after, you know, surviving that, you know, hearing that my buddy had, uh, he died in a, in a, his aircraft went down in Afghanistan. Oh. So his name was Dan, uh, Dan McCants. Phenomenal. He was a yeah. Green Beret as well. His Green Beret went warrant and became a Night Stalker. Oh, my Chinooks. goodness. Yeah. He had the best he of was, both worlds. He was a stud. 
Yeah, I was fixing to say he yeah. was kind of badass. Yes. Well, you're kind of badass yourself because yeah. I've done a little research on you and you kind of, from what I take, and you, that you really do enjoy kind of pushing people to be better than they, th to their limit, to, like to be better than they thought they could be, to uh, accomplish something they didn't know they could accomplish right. or, you know, whether it be just whatever. Yeah, this, uh, <clears throat> you know, this, I, I kind of find it disheartening just to kind of see where just making excuses or pointing blame doesn't do anything. It doesn't do any good. It just uh, promotes stagnation. And uh, the when I when I teach like jujitsu or teaching any kind of martial arts or or when I'm trying to push people, I'm trying to my main thing that I'm always trying to make sure they understand is you are trying to be better than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. you know, don't try to be better than than the person that you know that you're next to or or anything like that. It's always good to you know sometimes I'll. I'll find somebody that's pretty good and I'll try to catch up to that person, but everything is about just trying to make yourself better. So, so it's easy to say that, hey, you need to be better than you were yesterday. Do you have a tactic or how do you really make someone feel that inside them and believe that? Or is it someone's got to have it already and if they don't, they don't? Um, well, it's kind of funny to say right there where a lot of times people don't have that. Yeah. But sometimes they, de they do need that little push. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a little mantra or basically uh, something that I'm always trying to tell people is like, it takes 21 days to create a habit, mm -hmm. you know, and generally, generally it takes about 21 days, about three weeks to, to create a habit, and then about 90 days, three months to, to make it a lifestyle. So, uh, like right now, I'm doing the uh, a 16 hour fast, you know, for mm -hmm. the past couple of days and uh, until Sunday. And it's really this is really good because it helps with mental clarity and everything. And, and, uh, and just because my little habits I'm talking about like snacking, cause I like the snack, you know, granola bars or, or, um, you know, trail mix or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, every time I'm about to, to grab it, I'm like, you know, self-discipline. So, um, I want to say that, uh, there's a lot of quotes, you know, some famous uh, philosophers out there that talk about mastering your own self. You know, and that's just pretty much it. You have to be able to master yourself or be able to control your own self before you can control others. And uh, and so that's just like when I'm teaching self-defense or when I'm teaching jujitsu or anything like that. Um, and you see somebody like they're they're sparring and then they lose their cool. Well, that generally happens. You mm -hmm. have to be able to control yourself because that's the same thing. Like, let's say you're in a life or death type situation and you just just go wild, go crazy. Well, you can end up probably hurting yourself rather than um, than diffusing the situation or, or taking care of the situation. Um, but I, I can talk about that some other time. But um, you, you have to make sure that you can control your own self. Because um, you can't control someone else's behavior. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that even goes in marriage or anything yeah. like that. Right. You know, even Just like life. with your kids. Yeah, even Work. with, with, with kids. You know, of course, your, your first <laughs> child is always the guinea pig. You know, and then uh, the other ones, uh, it just you learn from that first one, but you know, uh, what was it? When we first had, had our child, uh, our first child, you know, Miranda, you know, there's always these Dr. Spock books and, and mm -hmm. people will give you advice on, on raising children, but you know, the best experience is experience mm -hmm. itself. So that's the same thing with this. Your journey, um, is, is, is you, it's always good to have some, some, uh, somebody to help push you, but eventually you, you have to be able to, uh, you know, be able to push yourself. Yeah. Well, we need to always be evolving. Don't plant roots yes, exactly where exactly. we're at. And it's integrity as well. Right. You know, uh, because like for me, um, a lot of times I would bring my children to, to my workouts when I'm, when I'm working out. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to see how I'm actually pushing through when I'm doing my workouts. 
and uh, they'll they'll see me. I'll, I'll 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 be cursing up a storm. You know, just cursing my own self out. Mm -hmm. You know, like get up, let's go. You know, and, and just pushing my own self because that's just my mindset. Um, because if I can't do it when I'm alone, well then, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm fake. And then mm -hmm. not only that, I mean, I'm not improving. So when I'm trying to help people understand the improvement stages is uh, I have like three, three pillars, uh, physical, mental, and, and spiritual. And there's always got to be some kind of improvement, you know, maybe doing some extra push-ups that, you know, that day or, or, you know, and then of course the next day, you know, should be getting uh, and some kind of physical improvement. Mental, um, I like doing like uh Little uh, word searches, uh, Lumosity is one of my favorite, you know, deals I like to play. Little brain games, playing little uh, online chess, uh -huh. that type of thing. And then the spiritual, of course, you know, reading the Bible or, I mean, shoot, just a, a hard workout can be very spiritual yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, so. Because sometimes you can get in your own head and that's when you can pray or think or yeah. communicate with God. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, through time, especially in the military, I've learned that, yeah, your body will shut down. Uh, you know, actually your brain will try to shut down before your, your, your body does. So we, you know, I, I don't like to have that quitting type mentality. Mm -hmm. So if I say that I'm going to go do something, I, I have to do it, you mm -hmm. know, or I will just, it, it'll bother me all day. Who, so. who you talk about, you know, how you manage yourself, but you've had great commanders in yes. coming up and, and people that influence you. Who 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 are your influencers? Who got plenty of them? Um, you know, there was a there was an old kickboxing instructor of mine back in uh, my high school days. His name was uh, Mr. McCann. I don't know his first name. I'd mm -hmm. love to meet up with him. Um, or maybe he'll listen to this and reach out be, to you. Wouldn't that be, be cool? Pretty amazing. This was back in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, he 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 saw something in me and uh, would push me to you know to to excel. Uh, a lot of times where I was just a, you know, a little punk kid and, you know, and if I'm, if he sees me starting to walk, he'll say, Hey, hey no walking, run. Step you know, up. if I'm not here, you know, you got to be able to learn how to run on your own. So he would just, just say little things yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, with, with him, um, yeah, he was, he was, he was a huge pillar in my life. Um, my mother, of course, you yeah. know, you know, she, uh, she, she, uh, <laughs> she was there for us, you know, uh, and uh, pushed me and basically talked me into the military when uh, when I was kind of unsure about what what direction I was going to you know going through and, and uh, um, man there's a, there's a lot of other people you know that's out there you know a lot of great grand uh, grandmothers and grandfathers and my father you know mm -hmm. my mother and father they divorced you know when I was uh, like let me see when I was eight no sixteen I think. So but that's a tough time to, for your parents to divorce as it, a teenager. It, it was it was yeah. a tough time, but uh, but my father, you know, he was a uh, he, he was a great influencer, you know, um, in his own way. So did you have any uh, commanders in the army that that stood out? Yes, uh, there was a, a big stud. He was my team leader, uh, Michael Tarlavsky. Um, unfortunately, he. Uh, he was killed in action when we were doing a raid back in uh, on 12 August uh, 2004. But uh, that guy was phenomenal. Um, uh, who was my other guy? I love that you 
can remember the exact date and when it happened because I think that is such an honor to them that that that, that what they did was not forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was such a stud. Um, you know, he was definitely a guy that that uh, will will push you to competition. Mm-hmm. You know, he and I went through some schools together, and it's just you know he'd always have to try to one up me, even when uh, before we deployed. And uh, invited him over to my house, and we had a little party, mm-hmm. my big TV and everything. Yeah. And of course, later on, he goes and gets a bigger TV. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So, Did he have you over to his house to see his bigger TV? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, uh, next next UFC event, it's gonna be at my house." Yeah. Of course, when we went there, yeah. you know, he had a bigger TV and everything. But that, else. That's a sign of respect for you yeah. too. Yeah. yeah that's you true. know, those little competitions. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's just him saying, "Hey, man, I'm I'm watching you." Exactly. So that, that's, that's really point, pretty Charlie. cool. That's yeah, really that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I never yeah. really thought about it that way, but yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly that, that's what it is. And I hadn't either. I'm kind of impressed with that, Charlie. Well, thank you. I mean, um, I, I'm really paying attention, but, you know, I, I keep I keep looking, looking at Donnie over here, and, and I have, you know, a friend that his son and daughter train with him, uh-huh. and I have seen a big difference yes, in yes. those kids. And, I mean, they're kids, but, man, I mean, when they're – it's yeah. it's amazing. What How old you do you do, start man. training kids? At what age do you start working with kids? We generally start them at age four, oh. but um, some some children that are three uh, are on a case by case basis. Yeah. Where yeah. at? What's it? What's the name of this? This is a Bowen Combative Arts Academy. Okay. We are right behind uh, eighty four Lumber. Okay. You know, where kids and play yeah. used to be. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's amazing that those kids. Um, that, that follow your lead with his martial arts, how, how disciplined and, you know, that, that not only helps them physically, but yeah. mentally in school. I yeah. mean, it gets them on the right track. Yeah, uh, as far as the kids, you know, I, that's one of the things I'm always trying to make sure that they understand, you know, that, that they're trying to be better than they were yesterday. Yeah. And uh, one of the Sun Tzu quotes, I'm a big Sun Tzu fan from the book uh, Art of War. Um, I tell this to the kids and I also tell this to the adults. Uh, it's better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener during war. And what that means, of course, is, you know, it's, it's better to, you know, train and, and have the tools to survive. And if you go through life never being in altercation or never having to, um, some, some, nothing really crazy or serious, well, then great. Awesome. Yeah. But should the uh, situation arise, um, you, you have something, some kind of tool in your pocket. You know? mm-hmm. Now, of course, you can always work the perfect technique. But in a perfect, you know, it'll work in a perfect world, but, but nothing's really perfect. You know, right. and that's the same thing, like in the, in the military, you know, we always, um, we always uh, prepare for a, what we call Murphy. And mm-hmm. that's just, something just goes crazy. Yeah. And it does. Something will go crazy. So. Well, that's life. You, know, you usually rarely end up where you thought you were going to be. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the History Channel show, The Selection? How yeah, did that come yeah. about? Right on. Because it's launched, what, in December? This, uh, did it launch in December? Yes, it did yeah. launch in December. December it's on, of yeah. 2016. Or it's 20... on the History Channel. It's called The Selection Special Operations Experiment. So how did that come so, about? So it was a Special Operations Social Experiment. So, um, so a buddy of mine, he was a SEAL. Um, he actually got me... Uh, he actually got me hooked up on my first gig with a, a movie called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, where we were training some uh, 
some some actors, getting mm -hmm. them ready for their roles uh, as military personnel, some army guys. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that was pretty neat. That actually helped uh, launch me to get my uh, become a member of the SAG-AFTRA, mm -hmm. the Screen Actors Guild. Um, so he, he, you know, I would kind of wait later on, and he got me in another movie uh, to help out with. It was called Thank You for Your Service, great movie. Um, Jason Hall did, a, did an amazing job with that. Well, this uh, this thing about the the selection came up and was quite interesting. And you know, of course, I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. Um, I watched some of the videos to see what it was all about. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Well, he thought that I would be a good fit, and he tried to get together the same crew that was helping out with the movies. And uh, he said, well, hey, you're you interested in this thing? It's uh, basically you're going to be running some civilians, um, trying to get them like a the experience of some of a little bit of the experience that we had to go through to become a special operator yeah but um but they're not going to get the whole you know gamut but mm -hmm. and they're not going to win anything they're, right they don't, they don't win any money they don't win any kind of uh trophy or anything like that it's basically if they quit they quit if if they don't you know if they don't quit and they they make it all the way through well it's just bragging rights of anything well there's probably a little self-awareness that happens a little yeah. pride and stuff i imagine right. they, they probably do win personally somehow yeah. yeah oh yeah so um so he put our names in a hat and everything and then uh you know and i want to say later on he kind of bowed out because i think he had other things that were going on so um later on i got a call actually no yeah they they asked for me to send my resume and, and bio and all that sent it up then uh i guess in that little list of all the people you know that, that, that they were screening a lot of those things um, they they asked to do a, a call. We did a call, and uh, I guess I got weeded out from those guys, and and uh, and then they did a, a video conference. So we did a video conference, and I guess they liked what they what they saw and heard and everything else. So they flew me out to California, and mm -hmm. then we did another kind of selection style process with a uh, a lot of the other guys, other special operators, uh, SWAT guys, and everything else. And um, so basically throughout ideas and told you know talked about ourselves and everything and then uh um after that they basically all right you know they're only going to call a few guys into the office and you know talk personal stuff so they i got called into the office and uh, they asked me some some questions <clears throat> and whatever else have you and then of course it was like well you know thank you um if you get a call back great if not you know we just thank you for your time no problem all right Thanks for my trip to California. Yeah. Shook hands, took off, yeah. and then about a week later, got a call. Hey, we'd like for you to come out, you know, uh, and help out with this project. So, it ended up being really good. So, you flew out to California for the project, and I, I don't know, because I've never been on a show or anything like mm -hmm. that, because the show comes out periodically, like weekly, but did you do all the taping at one time, or how does that work? We did the taping uh, every day. Okay. And so, yeah, so that's what they do is they... Uh, so I can't remember exactly how many days we were out there, but they basically, um, this is just Hollywood. They, mm -hmm. yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they would take some of the days or merge some of the days and make it one episode. Okay. You know? yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's how they kind of did so it. So it's not everything. like you're away from your family for a whole season. No, no. I was mm -hmm. gone for about, about a, about a month. Okay. About a month. Yeah. About a month, month and a half maybe. And, um, yeah. So of course there were some some speculation like, hey, so do we have these guys? They stay in a hotel? And we're like, no. I mean, if, if you're gonna have us run this thing, you know, um, they don't stay in a hotel because if they're trying to at least achieve a level that we had to achieve, 
um, the only way they're going to learn is is staying in a hut. Yeah. You know, and, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, it was good. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you, and you may not be able to say this, and if you can't, that's fine. Did you have any, like, memorable moments or stories that came out that maybe you're like, that that was pretty awesome, or? Yeah, um, let me see. That's, that's really good, yeah. Met, met some interesting folk uh, along the way. Um, there was a there was one of the guys I think he was number 12 45 year old uh, 45 year old man phenomenal uh -huh. you know when I when I saw him and, and I just would would see as how he uh, tackles the obstacles and and the mind games that we we, yeah. we mm -hmm. put them through he was uh, I was I was impressed you know so technically in my mind I was rooting for him yeah. you know but of right. course I, I, I didn't have you know I didn't want I definitely could not come out of role because yeah. that's just being a professional yeah. mm -hmm. and that's also being the professionals that uh that i was in um that i've been around when i was uh going through selection myself you know because uh sometimes i, I would do something at selection my own selection and i'm like i know they're impressed you yeah. know and uh but i mean that was one of the things that those guys are just truly from professional i mean you don't get kudos and you don't get uh any any uh any chastisement or anything like that so so you had to go in and treat them how you would have were treated when you were training right okay yeah so there is a there's a difference like through like how the seals they do their things mm -hmm. and they're and, and green berets so but there were and, seals and green berets training during right, the selection was, too yeah there were there were three uh three seals and two of us army uh green berets and the other one was an uh army ranger okay but he was he was really a delta guy but guy mm -hmm. was you know yeah but um but anyways uh so it was kind of kind of um we, we tried to wonder how it would pan out because when it comes to seals and comes to green berets our selection style process is when you show up you're already ready uh-huh and and like i was oh, saying yeah. you know when you show up you're already ready and all we do is or all the all our cadre did was tell us exactly what to do and just go do it and that's it Mm -hmm. And if you did not, you know, uh, finish the obstacle or, or if you did not finish what you were supposed to do, all they'll say is, you know, you failed to negotiate this obstacle, uh, do, you, do you want to do it again? And that's just pretty much it. Mm -hmm. They don't, like I said, they don't bark at you. They don't uh, cheer you on or anything like that. And then letting you, if you go on a run or a ruck march and you come back, they don't, they don't tell you your time. So, um, so I was wondering how this was going to pan out and everything and how it would work out with working alongside SEALs. Now I've worked alongside SEALs uh, uh, on a couple of uh, deployments back in uh, '04, but this is uh, all combat situations you mm -hmm. know, when we were in Iraq. Yeah. So, um, but as far as like working in a civilian type mindset, you know, and, and working for Hollywood, uh, yeah. I, was, I was kind of wondering how this would kind of pan out. If yeah. There's going to be a lot of like, uh, you know, hey, I'm going I'm to be in the front of the camera, that type of thing. But, but no, these guys are all great. Sean, Ray, Marcus, uh, those are SEAL guys. Um, Bert was uh, my my Green Beret buddy, and also Tyler. Tyler was the Army Army guy, mm -hmm. um, Army Ranger. So now nah, we all we all worked very well, and, and I was very proud. So I get to do something on a much smaller scale than that. Yeah. Coming up this summer, I get to do Green Beret for a day. Right on. And it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Where are you doing that at? I had a Fort Campbell. Oh, nice. that is cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, General so Brower got like... me got me involved in that. Are you gonna like? I, we get to we get tactical? to shoot oh, we get okay. to shoot and do some you yeah. know hands-on things, but but then they will do um, some combat stuff for us to view. I yeah. mean, we won't you know. That's I'd have to go to Don and say, "Help me out, brother! <laughs> I'm about to get I'm, I'm about thinking to get in trouble. you might start needing to do some work. <laughs> we, we get to go out on the on the you know 
sniper rifles and awesome. get to do some cool stuff. So, General uh, Scott Brower is a, he's a phenomenal, he's yeah. a phenomenal um, commander. Yes. You know, we had a, I, I was blessed to have him as a commander. Um, I was blessed to be able to, um, we do a lot of combatives, you yeah. know, back in the day. So I was, uh, I was blessed to be able to to roll with him and everything. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where. Um, you know, it's it's always good to have like uh, a leader who who gets in there and just fights with you and everything and, and helps push you and yeah. and even if you let's say even if you you knock them out or if you choke them out or anything like that. I mean, there's there's no love loss or anything like that. It's mm -hmm. just you you guys helping each other um, improve and and uh, that's that's the way we roll. So could you take him right now? Could I take him? Yeah, I can take him. All right, all right, good. I, I wanted to get that on record. Could you take him, Charlie? I can take him out to dinner. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? I'm no I, know fool. He would say, I know he would say different. Yeah, he might. But yeah, if we yeah, will yeah. Ask We've him. interviewed him recently, too. Yeah. 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 So it hasn't yeah. launched yet, but we but do. That, that's fun. And, and he, is, he is a great he guy. He is phenomenal. And an asset to our community. For sure. Yes. Yeah. We're, I agree. We're truly blessed, you know. Yeah. I know Austin mm -hmm. P is truly blessed to have him. You there. got that right. So. So will there be another season of this election? You know, everybody asks that and everything. And, uh, you know, I'm actually on a uh, on a group text still, you know, because all of us, we still conversate and everything mm -hmm. and, and with the director, uh, Grant. So the, his name is Grant. So um, and Grant will chime in every so often. And he's like, hey, guys, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. So just kind of, you know, mm -hmm. just, just go on with your lives and everything. But, you know, keep me in this text, you know, because I want to continue just you know, I, I love this, but if something does pop up, then, you know, so be it. Well, that's wonderful that y'all still stay in touch. It means those relationships were formed. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I, I've, I did some history on you, and, and we could talk to you for hours, well, I we, promise yeah. you, because this is extremely interesting to me. Yeah. And then I, I looked on here, uh, languages. Oh. It yeah. says not fluent, but Arabic, German, Spanish. Yes. Yeah. I mean... Used to I, live in Germany, um, and uh, German German's not really hard to, to pick up, you know. Now my mother and my father are from Panama, so, so oh, okay. Yeah. Arabic had to been pretty hard to pick up. Okay, so Arabic, yes. So Arabic, uh, so as a Green Beret, you have to you have to be able to pick mm -hmm. up a language, um, mm -hmm. and they'll send you to school and everything, whatever. So of course, you know, I got I drew the lotto on that and got one of the hardest languages. Um, I think they knew what they were doing yeah, when they yeah, picked yeah. you. So, <laughs> well, you, you do a you do a, a, a test. It's a it's like a D lab. Um, you take this test, and it's like a made up language. And mm -hmm. this is nothing. Uh, this is nothing you know secretive or anything like that. But you take a made up language, that, like completely made yeah. up, and they just want to see your aptitude for picking up languages. Yeah. You know, huh. it's just the little things you hear. So it's yeah. wild when when you pay attention to how people talk and everything. Um, you know, just the, the maybe the little clicks or or how they roll their their R's or or just certain things or the inflection. Um, so you take this test and you you answer what you believe what they're saying, and then through time you'll you'll be able to. Like taking puzzles, you know, you, you'll start to realize there's certain patterns. Mm -hmm. So I, I scored pretty high on it, you know. The, 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 for the uh, for the certain uh, languages, they're they're all in like uh, like four categories: four being the highest, uh, one being the the, the lowest. And uh, yeah, so category four is like Arabic, uh, Cantonese, uh, Chinese, Japanese. Um, all the hard ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. 
and uh, yeah, they picked me for uh, for Arabic, um, and that was just pretty pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of squiggly lines. Everything is from right to left, and uh, a lot of dots and everything. So um, I want to, you know, honestly speaking, uh, my first week of, of learning Arabic, I, I literally had a headache. Yeah. Oh gosh. You know, so, um, but our teacher was just phenomenal. You yeah. know, I can't remember exactly where she was from, but uh, but she was completely just professional um, and uh, just just really helped out a lot. It's truly amazing what you as a Green Beret, I mean, we could pick out different service members, but what you guys go through to be trained and prepared for when you deploy. Yeah. There, I mean, you guys are very specific in what yeah. you do, very yeah. deliberate. So <clears throat> I think I don't know if I stated this before, but all of all of my training, you know, through the, especially through special operations, but through everything, um, military life, all of my training, I, I try to figure, man, this is great stuff to just, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's great for me and, and the stress that, they, that we have to go through just because you may, just like I talked about before, you may find yourself in a, in a situation that's the unthinkable. Mm. So you got to be able to, you have to push through. So that's where integrity plays in with even like something as simple as, all right, like one of my favorite exercises is uh, as many um, as many rounds as you can do as possible. Uh, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. Mm -hmm. And just do as many rounds as you can do, 20 minutes, go. You know, so if you want to take a break, kind take a break. Kind of CrossFit type thing. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So um, so I'll do that and, and uh, I'll try not to take any breaks at all. You know, mm -hmm. so I'll go through all, you know, throughout the whole time. And yeah, there might be a, you know, glass or a bottle of water or whatever. And uh, I'll probably try to take a quick swig, but I'm like, I just lost time. So I'll just try to go back up there. So you're extremely driven. Yeah. So I'm mm -hmm. just, yeah. And, and that's, and I, and I, you know, when, when it comes to that and I'm trying to push my kids to, to try to show them the drive, Nico, Rico, yeah. Miranda, they, they understand the drive. My, uh, and that's the cool thing about my 10 year old. She, she's understanding the drive too. You know, and it's really cool when you like we were talking about Dallas and uh, yeah. Christian. Yeah, they, they 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 understand the drive too. So, mm -hmm. um, but of course, you know they're still young kids, and so they they I'm trying to get them to push push themselves a little bit more. But anyways, um, going back to uh, all the stressful type of uh, training that they, they put us through, um, water training, uh, dark places, small places. Uh, well, you seen the show? Have you seen the? the yeah, I watched some video. I, did, I haven't so, watched all of it, but I've okay. seen pieces right. of it. So there's I'm not trying to spoil anything, but there's a part where where we put some of them in the boxes. Mm -hmm. So um, they they got to endure some of the the boxes being like just cramped in the box and having to stay in there for however long. Mm -hmm. Could be minutes. Could be in you know hours. And for us, um, we 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 had to endure all of those, of course, but they didn't get to go through some of the boxes that we had to go through because some of our boxes were you had to stand up in and it's like, you know, cramped in. Mm -hmm. Some of them are flat on your back. Some of them, you, have, you know, they'll put you flat on your stomach. Some of them, will, they'll, you have to, I mean, you, you, it's just very, very crazy. And, um, but, you know, all these type of stressful situations, it just really helps push your mind that I can do this. You know, I can I can survive this. You just got to find those those what we call in the military, or actually what we call in the, as a Green Beret, uh, little victories. Right. So it's those positives. You mm -hmm. have to find those little victories in in everything, in every situation. You know, and and it's wild when I think of like how 
uh, some of the people in third world countries are just, you know, I mean, sadly, you know, some of our homeless here, some of the things that some people have to endure, you know, you, you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You have to keep pushing. You have to you find. You have to know it's not forever. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, so the same thing with my, my, my own kids. Um, I'll find like a, a certain school that I've been through. Um, let's say uh, one of the driving schools. I went to a, a school called Bill Scott Racing. Mm -hmm. And it was a, it was a, it's a racing school, but we did like security type driving. You know, mm -hmm. like if we're being chased or if we have to chase someone. And then we did like pit maneuvers, like what some of the police officers do. You know, if you're trying to, you know, um, stop a car, you know, trying to pull them off to the side or something like that. So all this training that I've done, I'm like, well, man, let me see how I can turn it into training my own kids. Yeah. Of course, not pit maneuvers, but right. <laughs> I mean, well, that would be cool, you know. Uh, but 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 then again, why not? Um, so high speed chases and everything else. So what I would do with my own kids, and this is just you know uh, um, an example. Like let's say uh, icy icy days, you know, s snow or something like that. All the cars are off, you know, are are home hopefully, or not too many cars on the road. Uh, I'll try to find a big parking lot. All right, let's go. Give it some gas. Okay. Then I'll say stop. And I'm not, you know, and I'll try to make sure they understand, like, just like hydroplaning and everything. If you slam on the brake, the car is still going to go forward because of the right. weight, you know. So I'll try to make sure they understand control, control uh, braking and, and two hands on the wheel because, you know, let's say they're driving on the interstate or something like that and they just only have one hand on the wheel. Well, um, you know, certain things like uh, if they if they're trying to, you know, turn hard into a corner, well, they're going to overturn, you know, and that's mm -hmm. where we would learn how to do that 10 to 2, yeah. you know, and everything control breaking um, and wherever your eyes look at the car is going to go, you know, so certain things like that. So I'll, I'll put my own kids under stressful situations when they were before they were getting their uh, the driver's license. And uh, but of course, in safe, safe areas yeah. right. away from other cars. And uh, and I, I feel a lot better as they're they're driving. It's like yeah. my own safe driving type of stuff. So. That's cool. That's like being having foresight and looking ahead. Yeah. So let me ask you this question before we finish up here, sure. because I was listening to you talk about you obviously have a lot of drive, and you talk about instilling drive in your kids. Yes. So if you had to give advice to any parents out there, like hey, if this is the one thing you can do to help instill any drive in your kids, what would that advice be? Well, first of all, uh, like I, first of all, um, this because I'd like to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have young yeah. kids. Okay, right <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first off, uh, discipline starts at home. Mm -hmm. You know, first and foremost, discipline starts at home. Um, nowadays, with uh, you know these smartphones and everything and iPads, um, and then of course Cartoon Network and all that stuff, whatever. But nowadays, with all these these heavy distractions. Um, even now, like modern day parents can get distracted. So, um, you know, but discipline starts at home. So it's just like um, disciplining them. Everything starts with discipline, of course. You know, uh, making sure that they, they finish all their food at the table. They don't get up off the table and everything. Um, making sure they understand they earn what they keep. Um, all those type of things or whatever. Um, what... Uh, so with all of that, I try to, oh, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Instilling uh, driving your kids. Yeah. So they, they have to understand um, when, you know, they, they have to earn what they keep. The, uh, lost my train of thought there. 
Because you were thinking about them smartphones. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, it's a huge distractor, and it's it's one it of those, changes my child's whole behavior sometimes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, and, and I get it. And I'm not trying to like bag on you know certain parents or anything like that, but you know, like even like my my own daughter, um, it's a, it has to be a reward. Right. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, everybody thinks they need to get something just for doing their daily. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, crazy. You know, so like my daughter. Um, you know, some maybe unfortunate for her, you know, from some of the people that I hear from. Um, but then again, I I understand the worth. She she has to be in judo and jujitsu class pretty yeah. much every day. Now doesn't mean that if she wants to play a sport, which I just found out. I think there's a lacrosse. They're having lacrosse here in Clarksville. Yes. They do. Yes. Yeah. So I'm mm -hmm. gonna try to introduce her to that and everything because I honestly believe that. Every child should be able to play a team sport because yeah. it helps them to learn how to be a team player. You I know, agree with that. Learn how to interact. Individual sports are always great. You know, um, that, that really helps with you being able to hopefully drive yourself. That's why I believe, I'm, I'm a firm believer in wrestling. I mm -hmm. think every child should do wrestling, boys and girls, just because it really helps them to be able to understand that they have to push, they have to grind. You know, um, there's a lot of life lessons to, to learn from, from wrestling. Um, but if, of course, individual sports. But team sports, you have to learn how to be a team player, you know, because um, as a Green Beret, um, we have to learn how to be a team player. Yeah, yeah we can be self-driven and everything, but there are going to be some times, you know, where you're going to be with those same guys um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a place for a very, very long time. And um, you're going to agitate each other, it's just like a right. marriage or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We're brothers and sisters. So you're going to agitate each other or, you know, get get po'd at each other or something like that and um but really want to help those those uh you know tell those parents you know or i, I like to let those parents know that you're not trying to create robots you want to be able to um give them responsibilities give them that leash and and uh monitor them you know just like you know when my children are hanging out with certain certain friends all right cool i like that i like to have feedback when she goes to school, I like to have feedback. Hey, what mm -hmm. happened at school today? Yeah. You know, like that little monologue. Um, but it, as a parent, we're, we're supposed to be guides. Yeah. Because through time, the, the, the drive should be to try to push them out the house. We don't want to try to keep them at home. We don't want to create robots. We want them to be able to think on their own, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's just pretty much it, you know. But we have to make sure we, that we push them. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I would just say, tell, tell us how people can get in touch with you. If, if they want to learn more about what you do or, or join in your academy. Yeah, um, so, so our academy is called Bowen Combative Arts uh, Academy. We are located behind uh, 84 Lumber uh, off of Progress Drive, 1010 Progress Drive. Uh, you, can look, you can contact me uh, via Facebook. Um, our, our Facebook page is on there. Um, I'm also a title boxing club. My mm -hmm. wife and I, we own title boxing club down the road off of Wilma Rudolph. Um, that's a that's a fitness club now. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people they, they think oh it's a boxing gym. Um, we do teach boxing and we do teach kickboxing, but there's no physical contact. So generally, if somebody wants to get in shape or re release some aggression, whatever, they can. You know, that's that's the perfect place. Mm -hmm. I, I'm getting in great shape working at Title Boxing Club. Um, but if they do want to spar, we try to work out work with those uh, those people that they can come over to our dojo and they can work on sparring. So our dojo, we, we do judo, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai kickboxing. I even teach self-defense um, for, for certain people that, that requested or ask. You know, I teach uh, firearm uh, safety and also uh, pistol and rifle, 
you know, so. Yeah. Um, but uh, a, a big deal of mine is, of course, teaching firearm safety because I think a yeah. lot of people are just not educated in that or they're, they fear firearms. And of course, mm-hmm. parents, a lot of parents uh, have asked me before, you know, what, what age do I start talking to my kids about firearms? You know, because they, they may want to have a firearm or they may have one. And I, and I tell them as soon as, as soon as you can, you know, because you have to dispel that curiosity yeah. because you don't want right. to, you don't want to hear of a child, you know, maybe trying to go through your closet or something like that. And they find that uh, shoe box and now they they don't have a clue about this gun or anything like that. Or you're always saying no, but uh, like for my own children, um, when I, when I first had them, you know, of course, cleared the gun and everything, showed them the gun and let them hold it. And I, of course, I would talk to them, never point this in the direction, never put your finger in the trigger well when, uh, when you're picking it up. Um, <clears throat> and then we do the whole Eddie Eagle thing, you know, mm-hmm. stop, don't touch, leave the area, go tell an adult, you know, and then I'll always quiz my children on that. But, um, but yeah, that's well, thank you for coming and joining us today. You've All got right. quite an interesting story. I hope that maybe you'll come back and share more with us another sure. time. Sure. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.